back to me and you don't even know how to recharge it. Of course I do. Not the only tech-savvy Loki. Don't ever call me that. Tech-savvy? No, a Loki. <laughs> so you're just fully a magician then? Fine. For my next trick, I'll make you disappear. Is that one of your powers? Where did you send us? Popheads, welcome to issue 166 of the TomCast Popcast, coming to you from a utility shed on the Mentis One. My name is Tom. Thank you so much for checking out this quality, independent pop culture podcast. Please be sure to follow us on the social media at TomCast Popcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, TomCastPopcast at gmail.com. Remember, we're on all your favorite podcasting platforms, so... Hey, you're, I mean, you found us already. That's good news. But make sure you let everyone else know to check us out, too. And the easiest way to do that, easiest way to help spread the word about this podcast, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Take the time, if you can. We appreciate it very, very much. All right. We're back once again for another action-packed installment of Loki on Disney+. Plus. It's episode three already. We're at the halfway point of the series. And uh, things are happening. Things aren't looking so great. Or are they? I guess it's all a matter of perspective, right? But a lot of stuff in this episode, a lot of interesting uh, conversations, a lot of pieces of dialogue to kind of parse through and, and discuss, kind of get into the nitty-gritty. Our Loki variants in contact with each other as, as we picked up from where we left off at the end of episode two. Oh my goodness gracious. This is going to be a good one. We're going to link up with my brother Mark in just a moment. He's going to help us break down this episode and... and uh, We'll get his insights on it and, and see what he thought of it overall. Uh, I'll tell you right off the bat, I did really like this episode quite a bit, and, and we'll get to talk about some of those reasons uh, why I enjoyed it so much at the very, very end of the show. Uh, before we get into everything, though, there are there are very, very important people that we need to thank uh, before we start the show, and they know who they are at this point, but I, wanted to, you, I have to take the time to point out who they are because my level of appreciation for them is so high. Those are the official members of Pophead Nation. You can become one too if you're interested. Head over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. You can join the nation and gain access to the sweet bonus content. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Jody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail, Jeff and his son. <laughs> Jeff, I saw your wife and your son at the, Dodger, at the Dodgers Potters game. Where were you, buddy? <laughs> Jeff is also the host of the Ringing Ear, a fantastic podcast. Check it out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Broussard, and the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wagamer, our very own Joker Holly Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company, right here in San Diego, California, and coming soon to Baltimore, Maryland. And of course, the Beer Hop, uh, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops. Everyone, welcome aboard. Thanks for checking out the show. If you are a new listener, welcome. We hope you are enjoying the show as well. And uh, this is, we think we have a pretty fun podcast over here, so thanks for coming on board and checking us out. We hope you stick around. All right, so yes, this week, episode three of Loki. This is, uh, yeah, 
I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say too much about this one right off the bat without having linked up with Mark. But I do want to give out the particulars. This episode, once again, uh, as all the episodes thus far, directed by Kate Heron. This episode's writer is uh, Bisha K. Ali, and you know we have the same the same uh, writing team basically. Uh, uh, M- Michael Waldron the, is the overseer of this series, and so he probably has his fingerprints in those scripts as well. But uh, Bisha K. Ali. Gets the credit for this episode, and I think she did a darn fine job. And and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But what do you all think? What do you what are you digging about the show? What do you what are you having some issues with? Are there questions that you have they haven't gotten to answer just yet? Well, we're probably gonna try and break it all down. You know, maybe maybe we'll hit on something and, and discuss something that maybe you're curious about. I don't know if we have any more information for you than than uh, than anybody else would. But this the conversation is fun and the speculation is fun. So maybe we'll all hit on something together. And remember. Share share your thoughts with me. You know, reach out via social media, via the email address that I gave out at the beginning of the show, and let's let's talk about Loki. Let's break it down, and uh, especially now that we're in these in into the final three episodes, uh, it's it's time to begin speculating like crazy. So let's have some fun. Let's have a good chat. All right, let's let's do it. We're gonna link up with Mark, and uh, you know what that means? That means it's time to sit down, buckle up, hold on to your butts, and buckle up again. Let's go. Hold on to your butts. Okay, he's joining us once again via the power of the internet, the power of Skype. My brother Mark in the Los Angeles area. How are you doing today, man? I'm well. How are you? I'm well. The, the dogs waited to start barking until you came on the line. I'm really excited about that. I don't know if you can hear them, but I can. I, de- I definitely can. <laughs> Hopefully the audience doesn't mind too much. All the dog owners out there, they know what I'm. They know what I have to deal with when I'm making a podcast. They get it. <laughs> You're just nodding your head. That's not. That's not good for podcasting. <laughs> I I don't have dogs. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we're here. It's once again the, the time is 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 upon us to talk about Loki. This is the third episode, episode three, Lamentus. Uh, I already mentioned it's directed by Kate Heron, who's directed all three episodes, and this episode is written by uh, Bishike Ali. Uh, what was your uh, kind of overall uh, opinion take on this episode? Did you enjoy pros cons? What'd you think? I liked it. I I I thought it was kind of a fun interdimensional space adventure, and I thought uh, I thought even though we didn't get Hiddleston and Owen Wilson chemistry, Hiddleston and. What is her name? Uh, so, uh, Sophia, Sophia DiMartino. DiMartino. Yes. I thought they had a good rapport with one another, so watching them together as a team, I thought was fun. I I couldn't agree with you more. I I had a blast with this one. And and while I was missing that that bromance between Tom and Owen or Loki and Mobius, if you will. Uh I I did really enjoy the stuff with with Loki and Loki. <laughs> Sylvie, as she's she has admitted to being called in this episode, uh, but yeah, right. I, I think Tom and, and Sophia uh, they have a wonderful rapport in this episode. We get to get to play around with that a little bit. There's some fun little winks and nods to like some old school Marvel stuff in this one that you know. I think if if I were to point them out to you, you'd probably be like, "Oh yeah, duh." But you know, they're kind of subtle ones. <laughs> they're kind of subtle ones. Like okay, like, sure. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it when we get when we get there. But there's there's some fun stuff in this episode that I really really enjoyed, and I thought the third act. We'll, we'll talk more in more detail about the third act of the episode, but I loved it. I thought it was so well shot and 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 fun and just the whole thing. 
Okay. I, I did enjoy this episode a lot. I know, I think it probably came across last week like I didn't care for episode two that much, but that that's that's not the case, so I want to put it out there on Front Street right now. Like, I really enjoyed this episode. So if if we are going to, if we criticize it a little bit, it's just for the, the sake of commentary and, and, and kind of covering, you know, who who would we be as podcasters, Mark, if we didn't offer a little criticism? Right. <laughs> You know, you can't just you can't just uh you know whack the snob for hours on end, can you? What? <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well listen, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it, but usually as is the case, we have a, a lovely refreshing beverage to enjoy while we discuss these shows. Uh what do you what do you have today, bud? Uh same thing as last week, Enegrin's um I forget how you pronounce it. Uh Lagertha. Lagertha, yeah, right on. Yeah. The happy pilsner, the happiest of all pilsners. I love it. I love it. I'm drinking something from here in San Diego. This is from Abnormal Brewing Company. This is the Executive Pour Double IPA, loaded up with the Sabra, the Mosaic, and the Cryo Simcoe, and it's a hoppy, really, really hoppy. <laughs> all right, let's get that's into what this. you like. That's that's what I like. But let's get into this episode. Uh, we I I really enjoyed how we basically picked up right where we left off with. Loki and Loki going through the time door. We don't know where they're going, but we find out very, very quickly uh, through the, that opening flashback of the enchanting process that, uh, that we'll just call her Sylvie for distinction's sake on the podcast, uh, the right. process that she goes through to find out and get the information about the timekeepers. Did you enjoy mm-hmm. that? I really enjoyed that, kind of like using her memories and making her feel comfortable and, and vulnerable so that she would spill the beans. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I wondered how unnecessary it was um, just because I, you know, we gathered that from the previous episode that she was in that girl's mind and, and she wrenched the information out of her. So it was interesting to see how, but I wonder if it was really just something kind of not entirely necessary. Well, I so I thought it was super interesting from the get-go, I was I was very curious about this scene because you know clearly we are in uh, the, this Minuteman, this female Minuteman's mind, you know, and and she's being enchanted by 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 Sylvie at this point. But we're watching it, and we we in the back of our heads we know we we know what we've been told by Mobius that every agent of the Time Variance Authority has been created to serve this purpose. But I, I did you feel what I felt, which was that like we're in in this girl's memory somehow. And you know we kind of speculated about this with with Mobius last week. Yeah, no, that that's exactly what I thought. Yeah, and I guess I guess it's fair to say that you and I were very felt very vindicated when we got our answers at the end of this episode about that. Sure, not very, <laughs> but I was like, oh hey, we we said that thing. We did it. We did it. We win. <laughs> we did it. We we called one. We called one. We got one right. Finally. Yeah. 166 episodes, Mark, we finally got something right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, w- I was very intrigued by that. I was like, ooh, I wonder if this is going to be something that, that pays out in this episode or if this is going to be another like lingering mystery kind of burning question throughout the rest of the series. But I love that we started to get, uh, you know, started to peel that onion back a little bit at, by the end of this episode. So I liked going into that, that agent's mind and, and kind of seeing how sort of just seeing how this Loki operates, you know, it's, it's not very, um, it wasn't like she was trying to hurt that girl, you know, she was just trying to get the information. 
Yeah. I liked seeing that. And then when we get through the time door and we see that she's gone straight back to the Time Variance Authority uh, because she now she knows where to go to get to the timekeepers, uh, we we can see that she has that, that badass physicality because she throws down. Yeah, she, she does a good job with the, uh, the fight choreography. Yeah, and I thought it was a really interesting contrast because, uh, you know, over the years we haven't seen Hiddleston get too physical. You right. Know, Loki's all about like the deception, the misdirect, and all and all these these moves. So our Loki doesn't get you know he's not really like the the fisticuffs kind of guy, uh, but he doesn't do bad on his own. But she she definitely has the advantage in when it comes to uh, the slobber knockers. I don't know when when Loki and Sylvie were going at each other. It was maybe not. She had the advantage, but I feel like it was a little bit closer than what maybe you're suggesting. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I also liked how uh, when when uh, Ravana Renslayer came around the corner with the two guards and her, she's got her baton. Uh, yeah. She take uh, the Sylvie takes Loki hostage and says she'll kill him. Right. And she's like, "Go ahead." I love that too. Yeah, I mean, you know, you kind of saw that coming. But... Right. I, I I was like, "Oh, that's not a good hostage to take." <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but uh, our our Loki uh, springs into action, tries to save. The variant, the two var- themselves, I guess, basically from the TVA by activating a time door, right? And they they find themselves in a strange little room where they have some more fisticuffs, more back and forth. And I like that exchange a lot too. You know, they start they're they're sort of forced to engage with each other. Uh, Tom Hiddleston's Loki is very uh, uh chatty in combat. Yeah, I feel like that's appropriate. <laughs> And then we find out we're on the planet Lamentus, which is uh, about to uh, suffer a horrible, horrible fate. Because we are in one of the apocalypses in which uh, Sylvie has been hiding. Right. How'd you dig all that? Like, get get on. Get into it with me, man. Oh, no. Um, you know, I liked it. I liked seeing the, uh, the alien world and the situation that they were in. Um, some good visuals with the... You know, so the apocalypse that's happening on this planet is that the it's well. Wait, maybe I have it mixed up. Are they on a moon and the planet is crashing into it, or are they, or are they on a planet and the moon is crashing into it? That's a great question. I want to say they're on a planet with a moon crashing into it, but it could be the it could be the opposite. Yeah, wh- whichever. Um, t- a- another large celestial body is crashing into this other celestial body, so. Uh, no, so, so the visuals there were, were, were pretty cool. And it's, um, you know, it's one thing I, I, have liked about the show so far in all three episodes is I, I think in terms of a color palette, um, in terms of cinematography, this show has been a lot more dynamic than most Marvel fare. And this episode just kind of furthered that. So I, I did enjoy that. Yeah, it, it was really interesting, uh, especially because we're coming off the heels of Falcon Winter Soldier, which uh, I, I, Carrie Scoglin directed a, a big chunk of the episodes, but a lot of those, you know, there there were there were subsequent directors as well. Thus far in Loki, it's been it's been Kate Heron the entire time, so it it, it has like this wonderful visual consistency to it that I really like because uh, she seems to have a really sharp eye, and and uh, I, I I I love that. I think each episode she's done has just been full of uh, really great visuals. And you, I guess you could probably attribute that also to like whoever's helping her with the cinematography and, and director of photography and all that good stuff, right? Would that be how that process works? 
Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, those relationships are always it, it depends on 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 the two of them. You know, you look at someone like Stanley Kubrick, who's very controlling um, and and specific in what he wanted. And then, you know, but then you have other directors who just kind of they take a lot of advice and feedback from their their cinematographers. So, you know, I'm sure it, it has a lot to do with her vision. And I'm sure uh, I, I haven't looked to see who's doing the cinematography on this, but I'm I'm sure they're put they're giving a lot of input. No, it makes sense. Uh, I, just just for the record, uh, Lamentus is actually from Marvel Comics. Uh, it was featured in in one of the uh, one of the Annihilation uh, books that that kind of like relaunched Marvel's cosmic characters and kind of brought back Guardians of the Galaxy, brought back Nova. And uh, it was a planet that was uh, consumed by a, by an apocalypse, basically. Just not one of a moon crashing into into it. <laughs> it was a different sort of apocalypse. Yeah. But I did. I did. I was like, oh wait, I know that name. Lamentus is familiar. So I did have to look it up. But I was like, oh yeah, it was from this. It was a. It was a, a like a Cree colony world, if I remember correctly. Okay. But obviously, it's not because of the every, the the uh, the beings that inhabit Lamentus. Uh, are very uh, very human looking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but it's a, a nice little comic connection, if nothing else. All right. At this point, I do want to ask you uh, about what we had talked about because it's shortly after they're on Lamentus that that we we see once again that S- Sylvie rebuffs being called Loki. You know, has this what she what she terms as an alias, and and and. Our Loki seems to be rather confused by all of this, uh, so I, right. I I wanted to kind of check in with you and and see what you thought, how we stand on on my what I asserted last week, and I'm not alone. I'm not the only person who holds this theory in 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 hand. It turns out a lot of people have also thought the same thing, that Sylvie is in fact actually the Enchantress. What do you think? Are we going that direction, or do you think we're getting misdirected again? What do you think? Yeah, I I. <laughs> I'm leaning towards that idea that she is actually the enchantress. Um, I mean, they said they so- said enchanted a lot in this episode, <laughs> right? But but also, um, it just feels like there there's more to her character to reveal when she said when she explained to Loki that she was no longer Loki and that she was Sylvie now. I, it it just felt like there's more there there's, that, that there's, they have to get into. So there's a lot more there, and and Loki uh, rightly points out towards the end of the episode that he spent most of the of this show talking about himself, and he really doesn't know much about this quote unquote variant of Loki, and and I that is a hundred percent by design on her part. Like she does not want him to know about her. Yeah, and whether that factors into like potentially her origin, I, I I'm not sure yet because it's, I'm I'm still very curious where this variant came from. Mm-hmm. So I I, I suspect that will be for a later reveal. I think so. All right, so let's let's kind of get to like the crux of what this episode is about. Once Loki opens that time door and they crash down on Lamentus and they find out they're they're in one of these apocalypses that that Sylvie was hiding out in, uh, we also come we also realize. That uh, the little control pad, the little uh, time—I forget what they called it—the time something, time. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot what it's called. I already—I already forgot what they called it too. But it's—it's it's out of juice. They need to power it up, and 
Uh, Sylvie is tech savvy, but Loki's in possession of it. So they kind of need each other to get out of this apocalypse together. So they're sort of forced to work together. And this kind of opens the the doors for them to, uh, I guess, get to know each other better. Is that the right word? I don't want to say they bond necessarily, uh, but they they come to a truce. You know, they have their their mutual survival's at stake. Uh, so they, they they begrudgingly work together, at least begrudgingly on Sylvie's part. Loki seems to really want to work with Sylvie and kind of understand her, because yeah. he wants to know why. You know, he wants to take over the TVA. He thinks that he can tap into that power source. Uh, and she seems to know a lot more about the TVA than than he does, because she wants to destroy it. Right. What do you take away from all that? I know I just threw that ha- that hot question at you right now. <laughs> what do you mean? What do I take away from all that? that like that's pretty much what what it, what it was. Well, I want to know. Like, I guess I guess what I'm what I'm asking is, do you have any idea why she would want to destroy the TVA? Uh. No, I don't. Um, I I wrote that down in my notes. Uh, why does she want to destroy the TVA? Perfect. All um, right. I'm glad. I'm glad we're, <laughs> we're asking the right questions, and neither of us know the answers. I love it. Well, I mean, clearly we're not we're not supposed to know the answers just yet. So, well, I mean, part of me wonders um, about again. I suspect her origins are tied to Loki somehow. I suspect that when they were on the train and they were sort of talking about each other and and, and love and love lives and things like that, and she refers to like the, the the this postman character that apparently she had a relationship with. I you know perhaps this character was a variant that they pruned. I you know I, I don't know like there's there's going to be something there, or perhaps it's even just as something as simple as and like we're gonna we're gonna cut to the chase. Let's just kind of cut to the chase right now and get to the, get to the big uh, mystery reveal this episode, which we have speculated about openly on the, on the podcast and our coverage, and, and I think a lot of other places have as well, uh, that the TVA is bullshit. Bunch of fucking liars, Mark. Yep. And, and maybe she just knows that and, and, and has no... Uh, uh, no She will not put up with their hypocrisy, Mark. Their hypocrisy knows no bounds, and she will, she will snuff it out. Yeah, it could be that. It could also be, you know, if if she is a Loki, you know, and she's the god of mischief, it would be quite mischievous to destroy the TVA and then have all these variant universes mm-hmm. being created. So I, it could just be that that's her nature. I did love the the whole, you know, when they were trying to like do the, like the love is you know blank. And they ultimately kind of end up on love is mischief. I did actually really like that. <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was pretty clever the way they did that. But yeah, let, I mean, let's let's talk about that big reveal because our, our you know our characters forced to work together. They're trying to get out of this apocalypse. They're going to get on a train, like a Snowpiercer esque train that's going to take them to the, the, this this arc that's going to get them off the planet, right? But it's also going to be the power. Yeah. Actually, I shouldn't say it's going to get them off, off the planet. They're going to steal. They're going to hijack the power source to recharge the time device. To open a time door and get out of there, and then basically doom everyone. Right. So they have to kind of, again, in a very Loki-esque way. They're very, they're very cool with that. They're all good with it. <laughs> yeah. But we also find out why it's the apocalypse at the end when we see that their that shuttle will ultimately be destroyed by the crashing moon. Right. So. <laughs> but but um, I, I listen, Mark. I'll be honest right now. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I wanted to go back to to the the big reveal. Like, like as as we're getting into the third act, and, and 
Loki is talking. She's excuse me. Sylvie is 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 talking about what she did to get the information about where to find the Time Masters. And then Loki has to stop her and be like, "Wait, I was told that the TVA created all the Time Masters, all the agents of the, of the TVA." And she's like, yes. and then she throws back the line from episode one. That's absurd. <laughs> all these people were brought on, on board. Uh, you know, and again, like we speculated last week, the time agents are actually right. brought on board. They recruit. They're all and the biggest revelation of all. They're all variants. Right. Mind blown. I loved it. I want to know how these people I, are I liked it. My mind wasn't blown. I want to okay. know how all these people are variants. I want to know where they came from. I want to. I, I, I'm so excited to explore this more fully. Well, sure, and I, you know, I'm sure we will with uh, uh, Mobius. Yeah, and I, I think you talked about it last week too. You're like, how do how you know how does a person become a variant? And and right. I, I think that question will have to be answered, right? Or am, am I way off base here? I mean, it should be answered. It would be Whether really great. Well, yeah, it'd be really great if they answer it. I would really, really appreciate it. I'll make sure to text them. Okay. <laughs> but I, do that. yeah, that for me that was just like, oh shit, we talked about this. We talked about this. We didn't take. We didn't say that yes. there are variants, but we were like, they are not created. That we, you know, like we said, we, and we're not alone. I do not take sole credit for this, but we have, have openly speculated about the TVA being bullshit. Yeah. To quote Loki, that's absurd. The TVA Indeed. is absurd. So there is some kind of con going on here, and and now I really want to know. I go, oh, I'm, I'm dying to know what it is. I want to know more about it. I want this all explored. I can't wait to see what happens. You know, we're at the halfway point. We got three episodes to go, and it's I, it's so juicy right now. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Getting back into the episode. <laughs> I you know I don't want to I don't I, I don't I don't want to skip over the the segment the parts on the train when they get thrown off the train, and and all those those right. wonderful character moments that they have with each other, um, but I do want to talk about that third act when it they're they're still desperate to get to that arc to get that power source to power up their time device to get the heck out of there, um, and it's basically as that moon is is shattering above them, and I it, I don't. You are the man with the uh, directorial eye. So, am I crazy in thinking that that was almost that that, that final sequence that that chase slash fight sequence was like one shot and they just panned around a lot to kind of provide more perspective, more scale to the scene. I mean, I like that's certainly what they what they did. Um, yeah, a lot. I don't know if it was. Uh, if they pieced it together digitally, because I, I know a lot of the time they they do that now. Um, but yeah, uh, it was it was meant it it was at least meant to be to look like one shot. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty clever the way they did it because every now and then it would pan up so you could see what was going on uh, with with the the moon above breaking into pieces, where the arc was at in relations, and then it would it would pan back down. And what I thought was also really clever about that too is like. You know, I'm assuming they're not on a huge set, but it allowed them to move around and provide more, way more space and perspective than you than was probably actually there when they were filming. Yeah, I think so. I'm, it, you know, yeah, I, I don't think the set was particularly huge. I, you know, I, I think, you know, just thinking back on it, you know, I, I feel like you know you kind of see the, see the scenes. And, okay. But, uh, but 
you know. Yeah, I yeah, know it is a really really nice action sequence, a really great way to close out the episode in the and the third act in, in particular. Uh but ultimately our Loki's fail. They, just as they're about to climb get get to the ark, uh we watch pieces of the asteroid smash into it and there are the, we, that's when we find out there are actually no survivors from Lamentus 1. Everyone dies right. in that apocalypse. And uh, they yeah. weren't even there to able. So even if they were able to get there to steal the power source, they were just fulfilling destiny. But they couldn't even. They, they couldn't do that. And now they are stuck. And that right. is the end of the episode. Yes. Now were now were there any any great parts I skipped over? Because like I said, there's a great bit. There's a huge swath of of character stuff. You know, Loki being drunk in the train and then getting thrown off the train. Like there's some fun stuff in there. Uh, but as far as like the major beats go, uh, did I kind of hit everything? I think so. Did you enjoy? Uh, did you enjoy Drunk Loki? Uh, you know, scenes like that, I always feel a little embarrassed <laughs> because it reminds you of yourself. Yeah, it's just hard. To, <laughs> it's just hard to watch. Uh, yeah, it's like okay, we're all like, who does this? Like, no one does. That. I don't know. It seemed very Asgardian to me. Like you know, him getting drunk and and singing songs in Asgardian there was a little chorus there in English and the, but uh, that I that I appreciated getting to hear some of the words uh, but right. I really, really liked it uh, but one of the things I really really liked was also when he throws the glass on the ground and says another because that's what Thor did in the first Thor movie <laughs> I caught that reference yes the one <laughs> reference I got yes it was there <laughs> and you're like, like isn't that what Thor said about coffee <laughs> It was, and so I thought there was like this again. Like Thor's not in this show, but I thought there was sort of this this wonderful. I, I don't I don't know if I want to use the word symmetry or not, but like Thor and Loki have far more in common than Loki wants to ever admit, <laughs> and and sort of right. seeing their behavior is sort of similar in a lot of regards. I thought was really really fun. Yeah, and this is also when when uh, when Sylvia has uh, passed out because she's very very tired from having all these plans. Yes. <laughs> so she wakes up to hear Loki singing and uh, drawing attention to himself because he's he uh, has has morphed out of his uh, guard disguise, which is how they got on that Snowpiercer style train in the first place. Right. Did you think of Snowpiercer, or was that just me? I mean, I thought of Snowpiercer, but I don't think it's really an accurate comparison. No, just I mean, like it's... a generalization, like oh, a train for like the super rich to get away from you know impending global doom. Yeah, but remember, Snowpiercer they. They put some some poor people on there to be their slaves. <laughs> well, yeah, they had to. If they, or else they weren't. It was gonna be a really boring movie if they didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, eventually our 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 our, uh, our uh, antiheroes do get tossed from the train, and they have to, you know, find their resolve to 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 walk the final length of of distance to get into, to get into position to to try and save themselves. They ultimately fall short. I guess the question I want to ask you next is, is uh, you know, what, where do we go from here? What, what's next? Um, well, one possibility is I think either Mobius or, or maybe and or uh, Ravona. How do you say her name? Ra- Rensler. Ravona Renslayer, yeah. Or Ravona Renslayer, yes. They show up and pull them, pull them out. You know, because otherwise I don't really see how they're going to get out of this catastrophe. But um, I was wondering mm-hmm. if you remember um, 
when Sylvie is explaining to Loki how she enchants the minds of those who are strong, strong-willed, strong-minded, you know, she says she has to kind of make them feel comfortable and make them feel like they're not being enchanted. So part of me was, did wonder, is this all just an enchantment? That's interesting. Because she does lay her hands on Loki during that fight, and we see the little green glimmer go across him. So part of me did have that thought. I'm, I'm, I don't think so, but I can see where you're coming from with that. And that we'll, you I mean, know, it, we would actually like start open the episode and find like Loki pass on a floor somewhere. <laughs> see him pass out on the floor, or just like yeah, kind of, um, you know, like it'll like episode four will look like it's starting like episode three, and everyone will think there's something wrong with Disney Plus, and then <laughs> it'll be revealed. No, uh, the last episode, and that's why. I, I don't think they'll do it because it would mean an entire episode is just a complete fiction and has no consequence on anything. Um, that's a, yeah. I think that's a really good uh, as- assessment of why they wouldn't do it. Uh, I think the thing I it's sort of I mean, like you, I think my first reaction was is like, oh well, now Mobius will show up or Renslayer will show up and and get them out of this. Though from Renslayer's perspective, I don't know if she cares unless she is is like far more of a mastermind. Uh, of the TVA than, than we've been led to believe thus far. Though she does seem to know a lot. She, she knows a lot. And also I, it could be uh, that the, maybe she received some kind of order from the timekeepers to, to make sure that the variants stay alive or something, or, you know, and she also saw uh, Sylvie and Loki fighting. So that would, seem to suggest that Loki is somewhat on the TVA's side. Right. Um, well, do you, so do now do you, after seeing that opening sequence, the last time we saw Renslayer before they get to, to Lamentis, uh, uh, do you think your, your, your idea that Sylvie is working for Renslayer? Are you, are you done with that theory or do you think it still may hold? Still, yeah, still may hold. Okay. I mean, we've seen that. We've seen that in so many movies and stuff like that. Right. Because like maybe maybe Renslayer knows there's something up in the TVA, and she sent this variant, the Sylvie variant, to go and 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 try and figure out what's going on. Right. You know, it's like kind of like a, like a game within a game sort of situation. Like Mobius has his Loki, she has her Loki, uh, but they both have different objectives. Right. I yeah. I don't think that's. I don't think it's without uh, outside the realm of possibilities. Um. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely be interested in, in that storyline. I think that's a lot. There's a lot of fun things to to be had about that. I I still sort of wonder if Renslayer will be more connected to Kang, so she's more of a puppet master in this scenario, and we just don't know it yet. But again, that that's that that would probably be like the big reveal at the end of the series. Yeah, you know, to have like you know Kang sort of pop up the way that Thanos did at the end of the first Avengers movie you know and you just kind of like see him smile and be like mm, I'm Thanos well, that suggests that he's the the big bad for this entire I don't know 10 year phase of Marvel yeah I see I don't know if 
Well, okay, listen. So this is like open speculation about about what Marvel's going to do next, and I'm not sure like the ten year plan is is going to be viable once again. <laughs> because, but but Kang could be like your big bad for like a, a big slew of movies. It doesn't have to be a ten year arc, you know, because like right. you, you, because you have so many elements in place already that you don't need you don't need to spend as much time setting that table, you know. So sure, you know, you could spend you know five six movies or whatever dealing with Kang and then you move on to the next major bad guy in the Marvel universe and because because we know that Fantastic Four is coming uh, that th- why not start planting the seeds for Galactus now I mean is that is that for sure what they're doing I mean why not like you know one guy wanted to wipe out uh, half of reality you know half of the lives in the universe why not just have a giant uh, spaceman who wants to eat a planet <laughs> like that would be fun because it's ridiculous <laughs> That's why it's fun. <laughs> I guess I, I don't know. I want I want the full Jack Kirby version of Galactus with his giant purple hat, just munching on planets with the Silver Surfer and all you know all of his uh, <laughs> all of his characters around him. I want. What it so was bad. the what, what was the Galactus analog in the Tick? Oh God. That, that is I want, a, that I is want a, to see that. That is a deep cut, my friend. <laughs> and I am not remembering. <laughs> we should do a, a, a tick podcast, though, because, or a tick episode of the show, because that would be a blast. Uh, yeah, I would love to. Get, uh, break out all, of our, all the great Thrakazog quotes. Thrakazog. Uh, Two yaks and a dog. Yep. <laughs> all right. No one knows what we're talking about right now, which is the best part of that conversation. <laughs> Ryan might remember that because I made him watch that episode. <laughs> ah. <laughs> any hoot, any hoot. Let me let's let's pull it back. Let's get back into Loki time. Let's get back into Loki okay. time. Uh, uh, so y- I had the same thought that, that you first mentioned that like Mobius or Renslayer will sh- be the one that shows up to save them. But then I thought that's boring and and kind of easy. It is. Yeah. So what if something crazier happened? You know, because I mean, that would be cool too. Well, so what I'm wondering is, and let me know if I'm crazy here. We spent this entire episode with Sylvie and Loki, very, very, very little interaction with any of the other characters except for Renslayer at the very beginning of the show. So, what if next week uh, we spend that episode with Mobius and the agents of the TVA as they're dealing with the bombing of the timeline uh, that was caused at the end of episode two by Sylvie? So we we don't even spend time with Loki and Sylvie necessarily. Maybe not until the end. Maybe not until the very very end. Um, because at that point, again, we have all these variant, divergent timelines now. There's multiple. The multiverse of madness seems to be beginning. So what if like, I don't know. What if just like an army of Lokis just kind of showed up to save the two other Lokis? Wouldn't that be kind of fun? Sure. I mean, they showed us those variant Lokis at the beginning of, of episode two. Uh, you know, there was right. like the, the Hulk Loki and the Frost Giant Loki and, and all, all these different versions that that exist in the multiverse. So yeah, wouldn't that be kind of fun to see them? <laughs> yeah. Just like an army of Lokis just up to no good. Yeah. I thought that would be fun. Yeah. And, and yeah, again, no. we, don't, we don't necessarily get that until the very, very end of episode four to set the stage for this this multiverse of Loki madness for episode five, because again, right. you'll spend episode four with Mobius and B 15, yeah. you know, trying to get the timeline back under control. But I would imagine 
I would imagine Sylvie's plans has plans within plans. So she probably bombed those timelines for very, very specific reasons. And I, I'm really interested and intrigued to see what they are. Yeah. Or am um, I giving her too much credit? What do you think? Um, you might be giving her too much credit. I don't know. Um, I mean, we, we read. She didn't out... seem. She didn't seem like quite the mastermind. Well, I mean, Loki. This. Loki did accuse her of not having vision. So. Right. But he accuses everyone of that. That's true. But I mean, Loki's so. Loki's vision is is solely for power, and she seems to have like a, a, a again the destruction of the TVA seems to be her objective. Right. Yeah, that that would make sense if the next episode is follows more Mobius and and then dealing with the fallout. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 to me, that makes a ton of sense uh, that, that now we come back to Mobius, obviously pissed off that Loki got away from him and went through the time door, and the assumption that they're up to no good together, which is, is not quite the case, uh, at least not not in the way that they're thinking, you know, that right. now they've kind of teamed up and they're, and they're going to keep effing with the timeline, when when clearly it seems to be much more, after this revelation, that the agents of the Time Variance Authority are in fact variants themselves, uh, I, I suspect Loki will be much more on board with, with kind of like uh, uh, the, the exposing of this lie that is the TVA. Right. That seemed, I, I suspect that will become his objective. He will find out that this is not, in fact, the ultimate power in the universe. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like it would be better if we had a clear understanding of Loki's objectives because right now they are so up in the air. It's, you know, where we're questioning, does he really want to take over the, the TVA or is he just trying to save his own skin? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that doesn't come up all that often in this episode. Uh, it, you know, for I, I feel like Loki spends half the time trying to recruit Sylvie to his side. Uh, and she's just trying to get away from him. <laughs> she's just like, this guy's annoying. Right. But again, they they do sort of connect. There is those nice moments. Well, go ahead. But you know what? Well, no. Like, she clearly left that time door open for him. See, like, I was... it closes the second he steps through. But he... he she, I, don't, I wondered about that uh, because... But it didn't seem like she uh, wanted to see him. <laughs> When he shows up at the TV after he get, after he grabs the, the, the his daggers from the locker, yeah, I, and I get that, but I also think, well, why did why did that door stay open for so long? Then was it just for dramatic purposes because they wanted to have that moment in episode two where Loki looks back and we see him calculating, considering what the right move is, and you know what I mean? Was it just for that dramatic purpose? Or, or is it actually plot driven that Sylvie left it open? I, I think this is, I think this is a completely fair question, and I think that it, that is something that could be that could come into play down the line. Uh, if it turns out that Loki is, it, it, I'm sorry, that Sylvie, if Sylvie is far more of a mastermind uh, in this than, than she's being given credit for, kind of like having plans within plans, and then you know right. you kind of get like in that last episode, like, uh, and this was what I've meant all along <laughs> or something stupid like that. But uh, that I'm, I'm sure they'll do it in a much classier way than that. But, but again, I, I like the mysterious element of this that we don't necessarily know everything that's going on. Uh, and because we're dealing with, with, with 
tricksters basically like you have to question their their intentions and their motivations kind of at every turn right i think that makes it i think i was i was worried about that in the first episode uh that not being able to trust your main character was gonna be a problem uh but now that we have sylvie in the mix uh i'm enjoying the dynamic of that you know much more than I thought I would because now they can't trust each other necessarily. You always wonder which one's misfeeding the, you know, is feeding lines to the other one to get them to do whatever they need them to do. Right. At least, at least I wonder, at least I think that way, I, I definitely feel like Sylvie has the upper hand. I feel like she is the more clever of the quote unquote Lokis at this point. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, again, she spent this entire episode getting uh, Loki to divulge all this information about her, about himself uh, and she barely said anything about herself. I mean, I don't think she did much to get him to say those things. He just said them. Do you think that's what he does? Let me ask you a weird question. This is a weird question. And if Uh-oh. you if it's a weird if you're like that's I don't want to talk about that, it's okay. But do you think oh. Loki was kind of digging on Sylvie? Um, <laughs> like not No. I don't know. Like I've well, like, I feel like there was a connection between them, but not necessarily because it was mainly that scene on the train when they're talking about their mothers and Loki is seeing this as he's talking to another version of himself. And I think he was just, you know, like there was a bond forming between these two characters because they, I, I mean, I don't know if I, I I guess it's, you know, they didn't share the same mother, but they have a similar background. You know what I mean? Yeah, sim- I mean, similar but different. I mean, though, uh, the sword that Sylvie uses, if you pause uh, on, on certain scenes, I mean, there, there's definitely, like, what appears to be Asgardian writing on it. So, yeah, there's, there is going to be some crossover there for sure. So she had, definitely has a connection to Asgard, uh, which the Enchantress does as well. But, you know, we'll see if that if that's in the cards. Um, no, I was just was kind of curious because, like, I, I guess I view Loki as a bit of a narcissist. So, like, why wouldn't the person, the perfect person to love Loki, be Loki? Yeah, mate, that would sure. But hey, I'm, go go that direction. It'd please. be so weird if they did. I'll be honest with you. Oh, I would love it. <laughs> oh my god, just like interdimensional just Loki love. Go big or go home. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, let's. Hey, like Lou, like uh, what's her name? Julia Louis Dreyfus said in Winter Soldier, things are about to get weird. <laughs> oh, nice callback. I like that. Yeah. Well, hey, and and, and uh, this show, like like we talked about earlier, uh, very much setting up setting up the multiverse of madness, and uh, you can't dis- you can't discount the multiverse of madness, can you? No. 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 Maybe Our... Doctor Strange will show up. Well, he he better get his act together because he is not doing very much uh, sorcerer supreming right now. Nope. He's gonna like get back from the deli with like a sandwich and be like, ah, oh, shit. I mean, he could have just sent his cape out for the sandwich. <laughs> now, how's the cape gonna pay for a sandwich? You give it. You give it the money. <laughs> you give it the money. What was I thinking? <laughs> or or people are so astounded that there is a cape. Stealing a sandwich. Maybe the cape no is, is maybe it. the cape's actually evil and it steals a sandwich. It doesn't even pay for it. That would be great. Doctor Strange, the criminal supreme. 
Well, he has to fight his cape at some point. <laughs> no, that movie sounds terrible. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> Again, Mark, your your weird like gesticulations on the camera do not translate to podcasting. <laughs> Silence will have to suffice. All right. I don't... Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> what, uh, you got anything else you want to talk about? This... I'll, I'll just say shrug. Shrug. How about that? Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. You got any, any other uh, notes, comments, thoughts, theories, speculation you want to talk about for this episode or or next episode? Anything else you want to, you want to throw out there in the universe? I mean, we, we, we were kind of right about some stuff this week. You, you want to go two for two? <laughs> I feel like we've speculated on on, on a little bit here. Yeah, I'll I'll yeah. let those stand. I honestly, um, I, I don't think I've had had enough time for the episode to digest for me to really kind of speculate on on what's going to happen next episode. But I, I do think, I do think your idea of the next episode being about Mobius and them dealing with the fallout of of the bombs, I I definitely think we'll at least be seeing some of that in the next episode. Nice. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll see for sure. I mean, at least part of the episode has to be about that, right? Like, I mean, they she sent a bunch of bombs into the timeline. There's got to be some consequences of that, and and I think everyone's on board with with Owen's character of Mobius. So like, let let's see what he does, and let him do what he does. Yeah. No. I, yeah. Everyone. I don't know who doesn't like Owen Wilson. I don't think anyone does. Or doesn't, I was just to say, anyone doesn't like Owen Wilson. I think everyone, you're right, everyone loves Owen. I mean, I'm sure there's a few, but, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there was that moment when when, uh, when he and Vince Vaughn were feuding in Wedding Crashers, but they made up at the end, so it's all good. Yes. <laughs> I saw that movie once. Lock it up, Mark. Now you tell okay. me to lock it up. No. <laughs> I'll send you the clip from YouTube. Don't worry. All right. Okay, let's get, cool. <laughs> let's stop. <laughs> this is getting silly. <laughs> this is getting silly. Someone's going to want to bomb this timeline with this podcast in it, and we don't want that to happen. So we'll stop now while we're ahead. Mark, okay. thanks for hanging out. I'm glad we did this. And uh, you'll be back next week for episode four. You're, you're invested now. Can't turn back. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks so much for doing this. Thanks for hanging out. And uh, uh, real quick, though, I mean, I, I know we're only three episodes in, but like on a scale of one to ten, uh, on a scale of one to ten Lokis, how many Lokis does this show get so far? Hmm. Oh, I'll 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 be nice and I'll give it a seven. <laughs> That's Mark being nice, folks. Oh my goodness. Okay. I I feel, I feel like. Like six is like my standard for like Marvel material, but since since we're in the middle of of this, I'll give it a seven. I like what's happened. I like the possibilities for what will will come. So we'll just see if they stick that landing. All right. Well, uh, just for perspective's sake, for 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 argument's sake, uh, I'm at nine Loki's. I'm really enjoying the show. I'm having a wow. blast. I'm having a blast with this. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll meet up we'll meet up again next week. Thanks for hanging out, dude. And uh, thank you. Uh, have a have a Loki full day today, okay? Uh, always. <laughs> Wait, you know what? You know Thor has Thursday. Why doesn't Loki have a day, Mark? What's up with that? I, I so don't know. so we'll just say have a Loki full day. Okay. <laughs> Later. Bye. Bye. That young soldier from the TVA. Her mind was messed up. Everything clouded. 
had to pull a memory from hundreds of years prior before she even fought for them. What? What did you say? Before she joined the TVA? Yeah, she was just a regular person on Earth. A regular person? Loved margaritas. I was told that everyone who works at the TVA was created by the timekeepers. That's ridiculous. They're all variants, just like us. They don't know that. All right, that was the conversation. What did you think? Did you have a good time? Mark and I breaking it down, getting into some of the nitty-gritty, the details. Uh, plenty of speculation. Hopefully plenty of analysis at the same time. But I think I think it's fair to say, you know, we are all in on Loki at this point. And with the big reveal this week, the big revelation that the agents of the TVA uh, are not aware that they are variants, that they are not... Uh, uh, created for the sole purpose of serving the Time Masters. Uh, I think that's huge, and I can't wait to see how that pans out in the next, in the final three episodes of the of this uh, probably only season of the show. You know, we should talk about that a little bit. It does seem like these are all one-off shows. There will not be season two of WandaVision. There will not be season two of Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And by extension, there will probably not be another season of Loki, uh, unless at some point they, they deem it necessary to tell tales between movies. You know, uh, whenever Loki next appears in a Marvel film, perhaps after that, there would be another season of Loki. But that may be, you know, one, two, three years down the line. That seems to be the way we're going. That seems to be the path that we're on. That these are stories to get us to the next Marvel film, the next big Marvel cinematic moment. And, and I'm okay with that. I think that's a wonderful way to help fill in the blanks, uh, particularly in this, in this phase of the Marvel Universe where a lot of stuff is up in the air and a lot of stuff is changing and evolving. And also because, you know, there's an entire pandemic that cost us a, a huge amount of time when it came to keeping up and seeing the next phases and the next evolutions of the Marvel Universe, cinematically speaking. Uh, so th these shows have been wonderful bridges to what's coming next, and I can't wait to see that. You know, Black Widow's coming up in July. Will you be going to theaters? Will you be watching it at home on Disney Plus with the, with the premiere access? I I'm leaning towards making the making the trip out to the theaters. We'll see. I might I might buckle like a belt and just stay home and watch it. Spend the thirty bucks and stay home. Make my own popcorn. We'll we'll see how it all goes. We'll see how it all goes. But yeah, we're loving the show. We can't wait to see what happens next. And uh, you know, we'll be back next week to break it down and and do another episode for y'all. And we're hope you're enjoying. We're hope. We really, really hope that you're enjoying what we're providing as far as entertainment uh, and hopefully some insightful content as well based on based on our our uh, perspectives and, and you know the tiny bit of insight that we might have into the comic books and stuff like that. So I thank you. My name is Tom. This is the TomCast Popcast where we spend all our time talking about the latest and greatest in pop culture, which luckily is a lot of Marvel comic stuff, uh, which I'm very, very... Uh, good at talking about because I love it. I love it so much. I love it so much. So thank you for checking it out. Thanks for listening. Hope you stick around. I want to thank one more time the official members of Pophead Nation, which you can become over at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. You can join the nation. Gain access to the amazing, super sweet bonus content. Thank you to the current Patreons. The Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is the co-host of The Ring and Ear. He also had his wife and son on TV at the Dodgers-Padres game on uh, Monday night. That was pretty cool to see them on there. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squid Master General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, 
excuse me, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company, right here in San Diego, California, and coming soon to Baltimore, Maryland. And of course, the Beer Hops Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops. All right. Thank you all so, so much for being supporters and official members of Pophead Nation. Remember, we are on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Audible, Amazon Music, and so many, many more. If there's something we're not on, please let me know. I'll make sure to get us on there. If you're listening via Apple Podcasts and you can, t- you can take the time, five-star reviews. That is the best way. We are in a, a life-or-death battle against the algorithm. Help us defeat it by giving five-star reviews, spreading the word about what we're doing here on the TomCast podcast, and we truly, truly appreciate it. All right. We'll be back next week for another episode of, of Loki for sure. Hopefully, Roger and I will get back together and we'll be able to break down some news, some pop culture news for you in, in the very, very near future. Uh, but at the very least, you have Loki to look forward to. If you're over on MandoVision, uh, hey, MandoVision's staying the same. Mondays, uh, our Star Wars The Clone Wars rewatch episodes, rewatch, review, breakdown episodes, and on Fridays, The Bad Batch. We get into The Bad Batch, new episodes of The Bad Batch every Friday. So, hope you're enjoying those. Oh, and there's also subsequent episodes of Bantha Tracks whenever Star Wars news pops up in the news and we feel the need to talk about it. So, you could get three episodes of Manavision a week. You're at least getting one podcast, possibly two. And if things get really nuts, three. So, I'm very busy. I don't even know how I have time to go to work. But I have to or else the podcast doesn't exist anymore. So, don't worry about that. <laughs> All right. I thank you all once again. Let's let's get out of here. You know how we close out the show. Ciao, babes. So the tribe drops its third straight on this trip, six to one to the Rangers. For the Indians, one run on, let's say, one hit. That's all we got. One goddamn hit. You can't say goddamn on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of your beer, too.